Welcome to Bound by Books. I am one of your hosts, writer Danielle Bannister, and I'm joined today by fellow writer Marianne Maria. Welcome, Marianne. Hi. Hey, Danielle. Nice to see you again. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Uh, it has been a minute. Yeah. We've all been uh, busy and traveling and doing well, our summertime thing. some of us have thing. been traveling. I have not been traveling. I've not been going anywhere, so... I'm jealous of yeah, you, Tina, who have been on vacation and being able to travel and go to yeah. places far and wide. I have yeah, been on my couch, yeah. so. <laughs> well, but you started a new job I'm, and I'm jealous. I'm traveling that, in my so. mind. That's what I'm doing. Yes. I'm traveling in my mind <laughs> in my fiction writing. So today. Hey, girly. <laughs> yeah, today's topic is keeping track of story details. It's a, it's a pesky little problem that we authors have to deal with. And there are lots of ways that you can sort of keep track. And so you and I are just going to kind of talk about what we do. It's not the be all end all way. This is just methods we use, right? So yes. before we sort of dive in too much, I, I guess I want to ask you sort of what I mean, I know, but what genres do you <laughs> write in so that listeners, watchers might have a sense of what sort of details you might be having to try to keep track of? I write uh, uh, paranormal romance, paranormal romantic suspense, urban fantasy, paranormal women's fiction, and paranormal cozy mysteries. And the, you know that the operative word in all of those sentences is paranormal. Right. So, so that's, that's um, going to be some it's a big some, old umbrella, <laughs> some details that say maybe a contemporary romance writer like myself might not have to keep track of. You're going to be having to keep track of a lot of, you know, world building details, what things look like, because they're probably not necessarily going to be what a contemporary environment might look like. No, so you might in, have to in, pay closer attention to, to some of that. Yes, yes. In in in. In anybody who writes in fantasy, whether under the fantasy umbrella, which incorporates the paranormal, um, there's a lot of world rules that you have to you have to decide ahead of time. This is where being a pantser can kind of bite you in the pants, okay, sure. <laughs> the, the part of the pants you that, sit on. That whole, so. <laughs> that whole piece of the world building and keeping track of stuff is one of the reasons I don't. I mean, I have written paranormal before and I have written fantasy before. And that has been the hardest part is keeping track of those details. It makes my head hurt. So, yeah, yep, you yep, know, yep. My, mad props it's... to anybody who can do it. It's it's not within my realm of record keeping. So I guess my first question to you now that we sort of have a grasp of what details we're hanging on to. Do you keep a like a digital copy of information or do you keep? a physical copy to use like a whiteboard like what do you use or maybe you don't use all of the above at all. i'm making an all, assumption here you use it all all of the above i have next to my desk um i would turn the the, the <laughs> monitor around you. but we i'm afraid wanna, i would disconnect myself <laughs> well we also don't want the details of whatever you've written there there might be some spoilers yeah. there on that cut i have so. i have a whiteboard that i use and i jot stuff down i have a myriad of 
all different kinds of notebooks, <laughs> shapes and sizes, ring bound, spiral bound, yeah. you know, the, the, the old fashioned uh, uh, ones we used to use in school with the, with the polka dots, not the polka dots, yeah, the speckles the on the front, what are they called? Yeah. Um, composition notebooks. Composition yeah. notebooks, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I also have um, in the past had my reader group uh, go ahead and um, for extra points and little perks and, and, and fun stuff, um, put together a digital Bible, you know, for me about each of the characters and That's awesome. what their, uh, yeah, their physical and, and uh, personality traits were. So, right. you know, I haven't done it in a while. It needs to be updated. So if any of my reader group is listening and you it's want to volunteer for some extra fun stuff, you know, hit me battle. up. Yeah. See, I, I probably need you? to be, I need to probably be a little bit better with, with digital upkeep. I don't have a whiteboard. I don't really have space for it. I'd love to have like a big, huge whiteboard, but I don't really have a space for that. Maybe once the kids move out and I take over you know, one of their bedrooms, I can have that big, huge whiteboard and write down all the ideas. But for now, I'm like, it's just old school, you know, planner that that has, you know, little tabs in it, you know, it, it'll have, you know, my character sheets and, you know, the basic information about what do they look like? And, you know, what's their name? What's their age? What's their What's their flaw that keeps haunting yeah. them and keeps coming back? You know, what's what's their uh, Myers-Briggs? You know, are they an introvert? Are they an extrovert? Are they, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, what's yeah, what's yeah. their sign? Because that can be some of your personality right there. You know, you got a stubborn <laughs> Taurus or do you, you know, so sometimes Sounds like that, a pickup line with dust on it. <laughs> no, but it's, it's one sign, of those things baby? that sort of helps me figure out, you know, character stuff. And then of yeah, course I've, yeah. I've got within there all all kinds of goodies. So these are like basically my book bibles, for lack of a yes. better word, that I have yes. for, well, for every book that I write. I've got book bible is, is a is a good one. way of ex, of explaining it yeah, because it it's something it that I, every every author needs to have because if you don't, especially if you're planning to write a series or if you're doing an offshoot of of any kind whatsoever. Um, you're going to want to go back and you're going to want to reference it. Yeah. They're you know, gonna, especially they're if it's you. been a minute. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be writing and be like, wait, what color eyes did I give them? Or yeah. how, did I give them, uh, did I kill off their parents? Did I, do they yeah. have siblings? You're going to forget, especially if you write a lot of books, you're going to forget. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, I, I, I just ran into it when I was writing, um, where'd you get that keeper? You know, because I wrote Jeepers Reapers last summer and I, you know, my life has just been topsy turvy and crazy with moving and everything else that went along with my, you know, with my crazy life. And um, I actually did not have a Bible written for that book. I had to go back and actually take one of my own paperbacks and skim it and take notes yeah. for myself. Oh, you know? I had to do and, it too. And it hurts myself. Why didn't you write this out? We think, we think we're going to remember it. Like we wrote the book. Of course, we're going to remember these. No, 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 we're not. And it's no. weird because if you're reading a book, I can probably remember the details of the book that I've read that I didn't write. Like, oh, yeah, they, they had blonde hair and, you know, but my own stuff. Character <laughs> names, even character, character names. names. Oh, my God. I cannot remember character names. They're the worst. And that's the worst part of writing for me. It's coming up with characters because I can't remember who I've used before. Who oh, I names. haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I hate it. I hate yep. it. I uh, yeah. I, so <laughs> that, that also hit me with with because I, in my in my book, uh, Taste Me, I have um, it's a it, he's a he's a oh he was aware a, a shifter aware a wolf shifter that actually was turned into a vampire at his bachelor party and act, and let, ended up leaving his bride to be at the altar because he was in the throes of be, of of conversion into into vampirehood or whatever right, you want right, to call right. it. And I called him Jace, J-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. And then when I was writing Jeepers Reapers, I was just like, oh my, I'm not sorry, not Jeepers Reapers. Um, the Siren's Mate, the character's name was Jason, but his nickname was Jace. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. And then I thought, all right, let me just spell it differently. Let me spell it differently well, and maybe least, it'll work. So instead of J-A-C-E. To do that, I have, in, in Girl on Fire, I have a character named Annabelle. In the next book, in where you left me, I have a character named Annabelle. What am I doing? You Can must I have really liked that name. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm pulling names out of a hat, and I'm not I'm not keeping a log of names I've used before, thinking I'm going to remember. Now, granted, these are both side characters; they're not main characters, but still, it's not the same person. No. <laughs> the other rule of thumb is that you know if you're gonna if you have a character that has a, a like a hard C, like a Caroline or a Karen or something like that, that you shouldn't have a Carl, you know, or you shouldn't have a, a another, you know, another character that has a hard C yeah. or an L name. You have to kind of use the alphabet because it's confusing to readers. You know, it, it is. really is. It's confusing to it, read. And it, it's not even necessarily so, a hard sound. Even if it starts with the same letter, I can yeah. get confused. And yes. I've done it myself in... What moons do? I named Jonathan and Josh. Granted, they were twins, so I could sort of play it off. But it didn't even dawn on me that I had done it until yep. I'm sending out arcs and going, oh, my God. <laughs> they have very similar names. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, twins, you can get away with that. Yeah. So. That, that's, uh, that, was my, <clears throat> that was my rationale, too. It's like, yeah, it totally did that on purpose. I... I'm the worst with names. I, I use a baby book and I grab a baby book and I, what I really should do is one day just highlight all the names in the baby book that I've used. So I know not to use them again, but that takes time to do. And when I, I've got 18 books and I know you've got more than that, it mm-hmm. takes time to do that. And you know, when you're trying to work on deadlines and stuff, that's, that's the sort of stuff that says you get to one day and it ain't easy. So- how do you manage to take care of your um, when you have an ongoing story like a like you're like you have you just have your third book that just came yeah. out in your yeah. in your well, yeah it's about yeah yeah your, well, your bride I, series yeah. right it's it's yeah it's it's a where you left a me fake, series a, a fake marriage sort of situation that turns out to be whoo, they they kind of dig each other <laughs> even though they're fake married to each other and where does it all go from there um but yeah, I mean, so I'm writing a five-part novella series. So, you know, not only do you have to sort of pay attention to the plot details of each book, you've got to make sure that those same details are carrying through, that the character's personality sort of remains the same. Of course, there's some character growth, so there might be some things that change, but that you're not suddenly changing, you know, their name or their initials or, you know, anything like that. You, you've got to keep track of that but you also sort of have to keep Mm -hmm. track of 
the the arc situation you know how does this how does the book change from from book one to book five what is that overarching thing and so you you do have to take a look at it before you begin or at least I do because I'm a linear thinker I need to know where does this character go throughout this whole five book series what is the journey and so I, I sort of look at an outline of an individual story and then I take that outline and go okay what are the beats like this is the the catalyst book one is the catalyst of the entire series where's the midpoint of the entire series what's the midpoint beat that's going to happen in these fives you know and and just sort of assign books sort of the big huge beats so that each story each book is hitting that overarching line as well it's a lot of details to 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 keep track of and so i i keep it all in one book and i had this this one just happens to have five tabs in it and so i've got all five volumes just right in here every every uh, book has a different you know theme and hero information and and even though they're the same characters their story is changing a little bit they're they're learning new things about themselves and so things are changing about them so i i have this beside me every time i sit down and write so that i can just refer back to uh to that because without it i'm lost and i'm making stuff up that might not really actually make sense yeah i mean being a, when, this is where even the the most diehard of pansters like sherry is a diehard pansster yeah, you yeah. Know, she's one you know sherry hayes one of our our, our our mod pod group here um you know, she's a diehard panster and yeah. she even has to go back and do her review. But I have a quick question for you mm. because you have this overarching um, theme out plan for yep. all your books, um, you know, based on the based on hitting the different beats yep. in, the ro- in the romance genre. Yep. Because when you when you really think about it, even with all my world building and the paranormal, it's still under a romance umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you ask yourself questions about your characters and about your 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 plot as you're going along or does your outline cover all that because I'm the reason I'm asking you is because I know I do that if I've got my notebooks and I've got myriad of them you know I've got a plethora of them um I will be going around I'll write a scene and 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 then I'll you know or that scene will turn into a chapter and that chapter will turn into two chapters you know and I I've been writing things out longhand when I'm when sitting in front of the computer watching my cursor blink is just something that is just frustrating you know I'll go and I'll change my change place I'll go sit out in the grass and you know I'll take my 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 laptop with me anyway but I will ask myself questions okay what is the what is what is the catalyst here what is the impetus for this character to do this what did what do what does he she or they want to get out of this what is the end result you know um what is the conflict you know they the, you know the minor conflict and the major conflict that they're going to you know you know what's hitting now and i will i will they, these are like i mean these are just ones i'm throwing off the top of my head now and obviously yeah. they're they're uh, they're much more um story pertinent when I'm actually in the middle of writing a story, you know, it'll, they'll be, they'll be much more concentrated in terms of, of, uh, you know, the questions that I ask, they won't be so ambiguous, but I do that. I will ask myself questions so that it, it, it you know, they'll make me have to think, you know, yeah. and, 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 
and, and actually, sometimes I've actually done flow charts where it's like, okay, if, if, the, if I have them do this, this is what's going to, this is the domino effect of this, you know, and then I'm like, no, 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 I don't like that. So then you have to take a different, it's almost like trying to plan out on a map where you want your, you know, the different, the different yeah. pathways, the different roads your character can take to get to point A or from, right. or from point A to point B. So yeah, do you do I, that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I do. And I think it's easy to, to meander too. I, I do rely heavily on an outline, at least for beat points. Uh, uh, there'll be certain beats that I follow and it'll be like, okay, well, we're now, we're now approaching the dark night of the soul. This is going to be the part where, you know, the hero does, you know, sinks down into themselves and has a really dark moment and everything is their fault and you know that sort of thing. And I might not write know exactly what they're going to do I just know that they need to hit that beat there so I might have written down something and then as I'm writing it go you know what this doesn't feel like what now that I've been in it a minute this doesn't feel like what what they would do I'm going to change it up I'm still going to make sure I'm following sort of the structure of this beat but we're going to go at it a different way Um, but I think the question that I ask myself the most especially with the the five-part series is 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 this speaking to the theme at all is is whatever's happening scene wise does it relate back to the theme that i've set up for the book and if it doesn't if it's way off base from it then maybe that's not the scene that needs to be in the book right now you know i'm trying to service the overall theme primarily um so that i think dictates more than than other things, but I will rely heavily on my beat points because I will meander and I will go off course and I'll just let people go where they are. And then I don't have a story anymore. I have, I mean, I, I pantsed several of my first novels that way. And that's probably why I don't like those novels as much because they were so hard to sort of get back on track and to form a cohesive story that I spent so much time editing and bringing it back in and trying to figure out what's going on. Once I've sort of figured out what my what my natural beats are as a storyteller, how I like to tell stories, it's made it a lot easier. And I still have to rely on my notebooks to tell me what comes next because I don't inherently know yet. <laughs> but yeah. I rely on them to sort of say, oh, okay, this is the midpoint. These are the three things that need to happen at this point in the book, you know? And so I, I, I lean heavily on that. I know some just right off the top of the head and more props to you, but I, I, I lean heavily on my, my journals to tell me what to do. <laughs> I think, I, I think having a, a rough outline is probably a, a good, a good way to kind of keep yourself anchored to the story. Um, because, you know, even if it's not going the way that you want it to, that rough out, that rough outline, um, at least gives you a target to aim for, yeah, regardless yeah. of how you get there. You know right. what I mean? You may, you may have thought, okay, well, I'm going to take, you know, highway, highway J to get from point right. A to point B. Sure. And then you you realize that you have to go through the mountains of Z to get there, you know, right. to, and to give the story a little more zhuzh or what have you. Right. Um, the, my, I think one of the things, uh, you know, you had, you had asked me a question, uh, 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 you know, a, a little bit back about um, losing sight of details, you know, and, and, and regardless of, of your planning strategies and so forth. And I'm scared to break. I lose track of details all the time, oh, okay. uh, you know, and, 
and it's it's something that you know it, we were talking about uh, at one point the difference between arc teams and beta readers and yeah. you know the, and and um uh, you know <clears throat> alpha readers and so forth and this is one of the things that's really important about having them Absolutely. is because if you are a, if you especially if you're writing more than one book at a time which you and I both do yeah. or if you're writing books one right after the other like I just did you mm -hmm. know I just wrote three books from April 1st until until June uh, June 18th yeah. three books done it, Boom, it gets done. messy in the and in not little here. books either you know it gets it gets very yeah. messy <laughs> yes, it does. It gets messy up in the brain and the brain meets. Um, so that's what you know, you can you lose track of where. And more importantly, is if you're if you're if there's so much going on inside your head, you're going to have crossover whether you want it or oh, not. Yeah. So oh, this absolutely. isn't something like, you know, where you're like, oh, my God, I, that book was in first person and now I'm writing in third person. So why oh, are my tenses all messed up? That's the you worst. Know? And no, 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 no. That's not her name. That's not her name. Her name is not exactly. Zoe. Zoe was from Siren's That's not her fatal flaw, you <laughs> idiots. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, you know, losing, losing sight of, of, yeah. of details in your yeah. story. It doesn't make you a bad writer. It just no. makes you uber creative because that's what we do. There's yeah. so many voices in our heads yeah. that sometimes the, the voices become susurrant and they just kind of they 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 multi-layer one on top of the other so yeah. sometimes they especially blend. if you're working multiple projects at once for yeah. sure for sure like i know with the the way you left me series the five of them i i before i even had started writing the the second uh the draft of the second one i was still drafting the the first one but i was like i need to know roughly what's going to happen in each of these books so that I know how to write to the end of it. I can't just say, oh, I'm going to write five books and then not know how it's going to end. So before yeah. I even got too far in this, I wrote a, like a one page, like, okay, book two, book one is, you know, the fake wedding. Book two is the fake honeymoon. Book three is they're done from their honeymoon. They're back in reality, you know, and just, yeah, yeah. Just, to, just so that I could wrap my head around what was going to happen. And then I could go back and outline and really go into the details of, like, all right, they're off from their honeymoon. Now what's going to happen in this book? And writing well, I think all that down helps my creative I think it's process. great. I think it's terrific that you've got that kind of, you know, fleshed out because, I, I haven't done that with the Jeepers Reaper series with the, you know, with the, it, actually, it's not the Jeepers Reaper series. It's the, there goes my midlife crisis series, Jeepers <laughs> Reapers, and where'd you get that keeper? And I actually had a reader contact me um, because they finished book one and book two. And on Facebook, they, they messaged me, you know, they, they put a comment on a, on a, on a, a post to say more, more, more. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, what do I do now? You know, it's like, <laughs> I haven't thought about it because I had really just it to be a duet you know and then I was going to go into writing the you know finish writing up my cozies and then have maybe a little bit of overlap between the two you I know and so I don't know what I'm gonna do that I have a worksheet a one-page worksheet that might help you figure out what maybe comes next yeah so I mean this is what happens when you decide hey I think I'll write in this journey well, and that happens of this too. genre and not really not really plan out what you want to yeah. do. You, Just you, say, you I got an idea for a book. For a duet. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you were you were done. And sometimes the readers are like, you want, they want more. So your plan that you had 
can go out the window if there's enough reader demand for it. If it's like just one person asking for more, eh, I'm not going to rearrange my whole life for you. But if you're getting a lot of a lot of people saying, it'd be like, okay, all right, I've got to find time and space and energy to get this into yep. the schedule and figure out how to yep. do it. Um, so we authors absolutely pay attention to what reviews are saying, what readers are saying. We're, we're watching that stuff to, to know what you want more of, what you want less of. We, yeah. We're paying attention to that. Yes, yes, so, we are. Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, manically so. Right, right. <laughs> now, we talked a little bit about um, the details uh, that that we we hold on to. What what sort of details specifically are you holding on to? Like, obviously, there's character stuff, you know, specific character stuff. But what else are you sort of keeping track of when you're doing all of uh, your Well, there's the mechanics, too. You know, if book one is, say, for argument's sake, 60,000 words, um, you know, book two can't be half the size. Right. You know, you have to get, have to plan out the word count. Right. You know, you have to and, and, and planning out a word count, especially if you're used to writing longer novellas, which are usually between I want to say between 30 and 40,000 words. If you're writing now, you're writing a full novel, which is 60,000 words plus, I believe. Yeah, it depends on the genre. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to you have to kind of spread out the action. You have to spread out the arc of the story story. And if you've been training yourself to write these longer novellas, just to kind of whatever, whatever reason it's for rapid release or just because that's all there is, folks, you know, right. um, <laughs> you know that's all they wrote. <laughs> um, it, it, you have to you have to actually plan those beats better. And I think maybe maybe we should tell I mean, for people who are listening and because we keep using the word beats, what exactly is a beat? <laughs> well, a beat, a beat is like things that are happening in the story, the the, the moments that, that are happening in the story that almost like a, a scene in a movie, the, the the moments that are happening in between the cuts, you know, the, the, the how the action is sort of laying out. Pace. Yeah. It's, pace. Yeah. Yeah. Pace. And yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Are you are you paying attention to the, like things like location? Do you have like a place where you keep like a digital collection of you know landscapes or whatever I mean I would imagine that's probably something one would have to do in paranormal but but maybe you have a vivid imagination and you don't need that sort of visual well inspiration. to tell you the truth in the past and I've just actually stopped doing this um I used to use places that I've known and I've visited um, real life places so mm -hmm. that if my author, uh, my authors, my readers would ever come to New York or to the environs around or any of the other places where I've gone when I've taken my characters to, whether it's Italy or Spain or, right. you know, uh, uh, the Middle East or what have you, you know, it's places that I've been that they could say, oh my God, I remember this from this story. This is a real place. Um, I, I've gotten away from doing that only because I end up getting lost in my research and I lose valuable <laughs> writing time because oh, I, I get lost it. in doing my research. I and it. I find myself sometimes going down a rabbit hole with minutia about things that are real. So it's easier for me to create my own places, um, create my own towns, create my own state parks and so forth right. because it's just it it makes it it makes it so that if I get something wrong you know because I'm 
using creative license that I'm not going right. to have somebody right. come and say, I live five miles from there. Right. And that's not how that looks. Yeah. You know, well, maybe I haven't been there in 10 years and things have changed. Right. You know, so it's, it's like, even though I've been there, so I've, I've, I've learned to not use. Yeah. Oh, oh, same. Places. Same. Oh, I'm very places, vague exact places. descriptions. There's a vague, uh, you know, resemblance to, but yeah, because uh, readers are quick to point out if you get any of the details wrong. So if I find if I'm nice and vague, and I'm sort of describing any town USA <laughs> versus so a specific place. There are some places that I can't do that with, like with my legend series, because it takes place. It's the urban legends and, right. the, and the historic legends that are that happen around um, Sleepy Hollow and Sleepy Hollow Country. So those places I cannot fudge, right. you know, um, but those places are actually my my stomping ground. So I can actually go there and check and make sure. But I mean, it's like, you know, since the pandemic, I mean, I wrote Hollow's End in 2012. And there was a French bistro with with amazing coffee and French pastries right on the main street in Pleasantville, New York. And it, it was and it is called JJ's. Well, Jean Jacques. And then we do, did call it JJ's. I don't know if it's still there anymore because of the pandemic. It may right. have gone out of business. Who knows? But when I wrote the book, it was still there. Right. So right. now right. it's an homage to that place with their raspberry coffee that I loved so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask, I, I think, one sort of final question for us before we wrap up. What are some things that you wished you had kept note of and didn't? Ugh. Help a fellow author out that's just starting maybe their, their book journey. What things should they be paying attention to? Do you need a minute to think about it? Because I have. No, I, because I, there's I, so many. There, so there you go ahead. There is so much. There yeah. is so much. I was I was going to say for for my personally obviously names you know if you yes. can keep track of names do that early and do that often um uh, but for me time where am i in time and space that seems to be a so now i actually add it to my outline like what day is it what time of day is it so that for every chapter i know <sighs> what day am i on is it night is it day i lose track of time time bigly <laughs> temporal things are important but for me in the just recent past and recent books it has to do because these were sirens mate was book three and uh where'd you get that keeper was book two you know so and it was um and um witch's star was book three in that series robin peterman's magic and mayhem um it was where we were in the calendar you know, yes. because they, you know, where is it? Yes. Is it summer? Is it fall? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You know, we have to take care. Where are we? You know, yes. Um, yes. there are other things, you know, <laughs> there are other yeah, well, things that are, are, are more important in terms of character and, you know, yeah. what they, you know, things that happened in their past that, you know, that, that, you know, and, and people that they liked, you know, did I just, what happened to those people in their life? Did they just fall off the face of the planet? You have to remember that tertiary, secondary and tertiary characters, if you introduce them in one book, you have to explain where they went if they're never mentioned again in the next yeah. books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it's just a couple of lines, you know, so yeah. oh yeah, you know, secondary sure. and tertiary characters, but, but, but time, time yeah. is definitely a, a big one where we yeah. are in the week. You know, if I say something is going to take a week, well, where are we? Are exactly. we on a Tuesday or are we on a Friday? Exactly. How many days have passed? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, time of year, time of year, you in, know, in my, uh, in my young yeah. adult book, uh, what moons do it was, 
heavily the phases of the moon were things that were taking place in the story were directly corresponding with the phases of the moon. So I needed to make sure I picked a year in which the phases of the moon matched what I was writing. So I had to like literally look at lunar cycles and go, okay, so it's a full moon on this chapter. And I said it was going to be on a Friday. And so I had to like sort of pick a day in a month based on a lunar cycle. And it was, it was maddening. It was maddening. Try to I can it imagine work it, work it backwards, but I yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like in the witch's star, I had said that it was a crescent moon. And then at one point later on in the book, I said full moon. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, no, no. This two weeks have not gone by. Yeah, it's the stuff like that that you don't even think about. You're like, oh, on a pretty full moon for this night. Can you, with the timeline that you've given, actually have a full moon? Maybe. Nope. Maybe not. And then, and is the crescent moon a waxing crescent or is it a waning crescent? Exactly. Exactly. I learned so much about moons for that book that I never. I mean, I'm still wearing the faces of the moon necklace because I had. I learned much more about the faces of the moon than I ever did in school <laughs> writing this stupid book. And if so, you're going to quote your stories, if you're going to use them for promo or anything, like I'm just doing it now because in, in Hollow's End, my character, the, the grandmother, everybody calls her Gran. Um, she's like, you know, she's a very powerful witch and she wears very, these two rings that are, are very, very ornate and they're like her trademark. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, was it a moonstone or was it an opal? I wrote this book 10 years ago. I don't remember. You know, I've got to go and look it up because I decided I was going to do something with it because it's in a clawed, you know, uh, setting, you know, ring setting. And I was like, okay, you're never going to have to think about again. And suddenly, nope. So anyway, no, so, yo, shit. That's no, yo, shit. And write it you. down. Write it yes, down. No, yo, shit. Either in a paper or a digital format because you will not, will not remember it. That is our, no. that is our advice today on keeping track of the details. Of details. That uh, we're out of time for today, but we hope that you join us next week on Bound by Books. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.